0: I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music,
1: advice, coming, and appreciation coming at you.
0: Coming at you today with much appreciation. Today we are honoring a master, a man that we lost uh, about a week ago. We found out we lost the amazing Chick Korea. And Peter, we had plans for something else, but obviously this is a really important moment for uh, appreciators of music, appreciators of jazz specifically. And you know we have a lot of jazz pianists that listen to this podcast, and obviously Chick was a hero to almost all of us. I I haven't yet met anybody that doesn't mm. at least respect yes. Chick. So I thought it would be uh, just a real we uh, would be amiss if we didn't honor our one of our our main heroes. Absolutely. Uh, his life and his music. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, probably the least polarizing figure ever yeah. in jazz. Yeah, you know? so true. Um, and probably, you know, it's, it's so many different uh, angles that you can uh, admire his legacy, which has been, you know, one of the joys that has come out of this, you know, n- not a joyful thing of, as far as losing Chick Corea, the person, mm. and his, his human vessel, but... um in looking at his legacy, obviously his compositions, his bands, his recordings, his incredible live performances. He's so, he was so prolific and consistent over the years. And then, you know, just an extreme level of versatility in terms of being able to play and interact and compose and perform and record in different styles on multiple instruments. Mm. I mean, it, and then he, he never let up and he had that joy and that... Um, that ultimate level of service to the listeners. Like he was always ready to tour, even when he didn't need to, you know, and, 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 and reveled in that and, and bringing music. So it's such a rich legacy, but I would say he's probably, you know, the most consistent, Performer since a very young age, and I know that that that's a relatively early recording. But we're going to go even earlier, I yeah. believe, if I'm looking yeah. at your Spotify playlist correctly.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we do have a playlist here linked in the description uh, that you can you can follow and you can enjoy yourself even later. We're not going to listen to every uh minute of every one of these tunes. We've got 13 tracks. We might even add a couple more before we leave here uh, today.
1: Yeah, and I think we look at this really as. Um, we're not trying to just jump in and out, but, but a little bit of a sampler pack for you guys. Yeah. I know there's some stuff in you putting this together that I didn't, had never heard.
0: Well, and we, we've been in contact with our listeners, with our, you'll hear listeners on, yeah. on YouTube, with our open studio members. And I've put in some things that I hadn't heard of, uh, actually that, I mean, here's the thing with Chick Korea with someone so prolific, someone who. Made several albums for every year that he started <laughs> since he started. Yeah, uh, is that his sound? While he always sounded like Chick, he made so uh, such a wide variety of music, so many different kinds of of uh, genres and and players, and really a, just a, an incredibly rich tapestry of of music, and yes. so. We just thought we would try to do our best here to represent a little bit of all that. And listen, we're going to miss some things oh, here. Yeah. And so, send your angry letters to Peter Martin at, <laughs> <laughs> at Adam <Manis. laughs> yeah. No, uh, actually, it would be great though if you wanted to reach out and let us know uh, your favorite uh, Chick Corea songs. You can you can tag us on all of the social medias yes. at Adam manus at Peter Martin hashtag. I am Peter Martin. Uh, ha, yeah, exactly. At I am Peter Martin hashtag. You'll hear it uh you can hashtag open studio as well and uh you ain't checking
1: no hashtag what are you talking about hashtag no but rachel morgan is (laughs) and
0: and, uh i know but uh yeah let us know what we missed because yeah you know it's there's actually not enough time in even a, a show as long as we do now with our longer format there's not enough time to cover such an incredible career
1: absolutely and i think um no i mean that's that that was well said and it's funny because you know when you hear in the in the mainstream press, of which there was quite a few notices, yeah. um, uh, as there should be, sure. you know, which just was a reminder that Chick wasn't just ours in the in our community in the jazz community. I mean, he was he was a household name, kind of. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know. You know Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea. He was up there with Louis Armstrong in terms of like just the public, I'm, which surprised me. I didn't realize that.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. But just, but
1: also someone that
0: you might see at your local jazz club touring through town. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome.
1: Well, and one of the great videos I saw. i mean, on a deep dive of, and I'd seen a lot of Chick Corea YouTube videos, um, but uh, was he was playing maybe five years ago, six years ago at Catalina's talk about your local. Yeah. 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 And oh, there's a great wonder,
0: one for, from scholars too. I've ah, seen that like a whole hour long concert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: I, he must, there's so much stuff. He must not have been very restrictive as far as having his people like, go get that camera or whatever. He seemed, yeah, yeah that wasn't really a style. No, but now we'll see if he takes down this podcast because we, you know, his <laughs> people do that yeah, yeah. now, but they, um, Stevie wonder was at the gig. Oh yeah. And, um, Chicoria kind of calls them up and they do pastime paradise nice and, uh, and somebody's got some cell phone video that's actually kind of you,
0: you know you're good when stevie wonder's a fan that's what i'm saying stevie
1: wonder comes to your show yeah you're in your well, i've heard stevie wonder live play spain
0: oh my god with his
1: band very well wow very well that's on, cool and and like harmonica and keys He's yeah not, he doesn't sing it or
0: anything and probably like his little guitar pedgie or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah he could do yeah. all of it yeah the yeah. intro's
1: over there Ooh. yeah
0: uh, well, let's get started here. So we'll start at the beginning. This is really going to try to cover, uh, you know, the the breadth of his life uh, as much as we can. Like I said, we'll, we're sure to leave some important things out. for So this is
1: his first—you were just telling me before him.
0: Well, this is the first thing I could find uh, with with uh, a little bit of research. This is a recording from 1962, so he would have been very young. 20,
1: 20 or 21. 20
0: or 21. Yeah. This is with Mongo Santa Maria. Yeah. Uh, and I actually— Let's just listen and we can talk about it. there was yes even at a young age there a 20 year old chick yes. still very playful yes uh and has, very much chick has it's a very much chick <laughs> not Horace silver very much chick has his own touch for sure that's mongo santa maria on percussion uh playing playing a lot of skins there that's the, yeah. name of the album is skins <laughs> yep and the name of that track is chambolero um Chambolero. yeah yeah so that's chick's first known at least that i'm i'm aware of his first known recording uh with a major artist the next up in 1960 i believe this was 1963 very next year blue mitchell yes uh and this is a kind of a more famous recording
1: this was the one i always thought was his first record but maybe i'm th- maybe it was first blue note or well whatever. you know
0: mongo santa maria is uh, i'm sure a fantastic percussionist but he's definitely not on the level of like Blue Mitchell, as far as like in the jazz scene, you know what I mean? As far as like straight ahead and jazz goes. So I'm sure. That was Adam Manis that said that, not uh, Peter Martin, just to no, put that out there. No, <laughs> no, nothing against Mongo. It sounds. <laughs> to the bone. Feels the awesome. Ball. Feels right. awesome. But, uh, you know, it's so what I was going to say, which is interesting, is that um, if you look at the, sort of the first part of Chick's, Chick's career, like the first five years, he was getting a lot of these gigs, you know, quote unquote Latin gigs. Even straight ahead artists, like right. when they did a Latin album, it's like, oh, there's let's hire that young kid Chick Corea. He right. sounds Latin. Yeah. You know what he's I mean? He's from
1: Chelsea, Massachusetts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he's like the swingiest player you've ever heard. We should hire him for the Latin thing. So, right, right. Yeah. So this is Chick's tune. Uh, this is a Chick Corea tune i believe yep from blue mitchell uh here we go That's chicory on Chick's tune. That's a uh, you stepped out of a dream. Contrafact. Yeah. That did you know that term? Contrafact. Peter Martin. Of course, of course. It's a yeah.
1: contrafact. I uh, I just learned it by context clues. <laughs> <laughs> a,
0: I did too, actually. Yeah. I think yeah, it's one of those uh, fancy music. Music school
1: words. You better hope, you know, sometimes your attorney knows that term to defend you on a publishing lawsuit, perhaps. I don't know, right? I didn't steal those changes. It's a contra it's fact. It's a contra fact. Yeah.
0: So that was 1964, actually. And then we're going to go now to Chick's very first solo album. This was recorded in 1966, and I have here released in 1968, although I'm not sure if that's true.
1: Yeah, it, this was a funny thing, because wasn't it like we're talking about... Um, tones for jones right yeah tones for jones Bones. um yeah. it wasn't a complete album or something or some of the tracks didn't come out it yeah i like a short it, it there's
0: a weird like all these things from the uh, mid-60s there's kind of a weird uh weird publishing uh, yeah. history to it so
1: and that this is this is on uh atlantic i believe or, or was, a, was acquired by atlantic it was acquired it was, by yeah, i, I think when on, you
0: hear it when you hear the the quality of sound, <laughs> you're going to not think that this was done at Atl- Atlanta. Yeah, you're
1: not a big fan of the tuning on the piano. I just <laughs> I just
0: wish you know you have these masters. It happens on Herbie. Some of Herbie's early recordings too. It's just like, can we tune the piano, folks? Right. There was a whole industry of piano tuners back in the day. <laughs> they needed the work. They needed. The, there was a whole. There was a whole series. Of people that would come and do, I mean, there still is, but it was like a, mu- a bigger industry then. You could have had the piano tune for Chick Corea, that's all I'm saying, even though he was, right. a, he was a young cat. Yeah. This is Tones for Jones Bones, uh, despite the piano. Uh, this is just lovely.
2: So yeah, this is 14. Chick
0: Chick Korea's sorry Peter. This is Chick Korea's uh uh debut as a leader, Tones for Jones Bones. And uh produced by Herbie Mann, you said. Yes. Yeah, I just and saw I that. just kind of feel like, you know, Herbie Like what like is the discussion there like, you know what would sound great? And and the engineer was like, Should we tune the piano? And they're like, no, no, but what if we put it all on the left side? <laughs>
1: <laughs> then what it's if, only halfway out on of tune. yeah
0: then it's only halfway if we don't tune it but we we pan it over to one side completely let's yeah, do that yeah sorry that's i'm getting i'm getting dark on it because i just want to hear chick you know what right. i mean crystal clear now well, luckily
1: we've got about 300 more records not today unfortunately but know. you know that are available with perfectly tuned pianos
0: well luckily just a few years later he made uh one of his one of his many masterpiece albums now he sings, now he sobs. Ever the, heard of it? And the piano sounds amazing <laughs> yeah. in that. And there's nothing for me to bitch about there. And this is, I think, the, um, we're going to listen to Matrix. Which well, didn't is,
1: we already listen to a track from this?
0: We album. started off, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Panonica, which is the monk tune we started the whole show with, was from Now he sings, Panonica. now he sobs. Panonica. Panonica, thank you. But actually, that was a release in well later, like in the eighties or nineties, as a as a on the CD when the CD release. Oh right, right. Yeah, was on the It wasn't on the original track listing. Which yeah. is weird. Which is weird. It's yeah. beautiful, and yeah. that and uh, my one and only love, same thing. Which right. is now they're Those are both, I think, pretty iconic.
1: So were they left off? You think because there just wasn't space on the LP? I have no idea. I, I don't. Because they're definitely complete. They aren't like, you know, th- cast offs or anything no. Like that.
0: no. Everything from this session is not a cast off. So. Yeah. Let's check it out. This is, uh, let's just listen to the first part of the solo of Matrix. And oh. if you've never heard this, I mean, well, we might as well listen to the whole solo. It's just, it's, <laughs> this is just a masterpiece. This is Matrix from Now He Sings, Now He Sobs. There it is. It just doesn't get better than that. That's just unbelievable. What are you hearing there now when you listen to this? I know you've heard this a billion times, but what do you hear when you hear that solo?
1: Well, I think, first of all, I have not, like some pianists yourself probably included, and, and really most, I've not heard this a billion. I've heard a lot but not as much as some. Oh,
0: that's right. Actually, yeah. we did a sesh on this yeah. album, and this wasn't one of your like big Chick albums. Which it was.
1: Is... I mean, it, it was, of course, because yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, you don't love Chick and not love this and this. But just it's just more of circumstantial. It's just never been a record I've listened to a whole lot. Yeah. Um, well, I, actually, I thought I had, and then I met different people that just know every note on it. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, like most of the recordings and live performances, especially... Uh, When you would see Chikoria, they're so multifaceted in terms of like what's going on, because he was he had such big ears and he had such a welcoming kind of personality, even like back at a young age here. um, He was ready to go in so many different directions. But but to me, what's really interesting about this, one of the things is is the sort of early stages, the genesis of this trio that would they would come back together and work together and make great recordings and and. But to see like how the foundation of the way that they interacted, Miroslav and Roy Haynes and and Chick, the way that they interacted and heard the music, like was already set there. Yeah. yeah, You know, it was like it was like they were friends. And I have no idea. I figured they probably well, I know him and Roy Haynes were friends, but I mean like I'm just talking about musical friends now. Like, they had that kind of musical communication. Yeah. By the and, way, can we just a little Miroslav appreciation? Oh, man. He was lighting it up at this time. He was lighting mean. it up, yeah. yeah. And and then you got to figure, like, Roy Haynes is a little bit older. I always think of him as, you know... Yeah. And he's still with us. God bless him. Oh, and my and God. it's like... But no, he's back <laughs> in
0: the day playing with Sarah Vaughan in the late 50s. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Was, so yeah. there's
1: probably an element of Chick being like... Well, I know there was, where he's like, oh, man, this is like... Roy Haynes, you know, like Elvin Jones and Tony Williams and these guys, but it's like Roy Haynes, you know, Thelonious Monk. I've heard him talk about that, you know, like he went to New York. He's like, these are the cats that he wanted to be around and be inspired by and hopefully play with. But then on just a purely musical level, even especially knowing what they went on to play with in later years as a trio, like they had that conversation, yeah. like that that beautiful kind of conversation. So there's the, of course, the great eighth note, the articulation the, the, the technique of Chick that he's known for and has been copied so much. And Guilty copy charged Oh no me too But this is a great kind of, Like because You're taking a specific Kind of technique And you're not You're never gonna copy no, His I mean, spirit yeah, I wish I could copy it yeah. <laughs> Exactly yeah But it's almost like I figured like a drummer That's got that Really good like Snare drum technique Or something It's like If you can aspire to that It's gonna improve your story And I totally. think Chick already had It was so effortless You know But then you combine that With the chances That he would take And I love the way That they let the beat Like it's not like a strict Like this is exactly How we're feeling the beat Like there's an elasticity There's a give and take. Mm. And I think Roy Haynes really is the one on this that opens the door to that. And Chick is like, yeah. And Miroslav is like, just holding it right there. But that gives it that great conversation of like, just being like, if you were around them and to see them, it's just like three really cool guys having this great musical conversation, but it's not like a square thing. Hello. How are you? I am fine. No, it's like, come on. It's it's the bending. And it's, it's
0: incredible. It's incredible. It really is. If if you haven't really checked out, all of Now He Sings, now, now He Sobs. I envy you. Go listen to it. Go get to know it. It's so great. So I would just
1: say, um, and, and for this, something that I saw recently, just because of this deep dive that we've been doing on all things Chick. And there's, there's, it doesn't matter how much you think you know this stuff. There's so many videos. and For sure. But um, if you go on YouTube and look for 1982, and we'll link to this, 1982 Chick Corea. Uh, Roy Haynes the same trio at the White House it's kind of a random like I guess this was the Reagan White House Mm. and it's in the green room there green like the color green room Um, it's just like kind of a stiff place and they're playing and they and Chick says some words and then it's just so cool because they he just kind of goes on this really open improv yeah and they're going and then they go into Autumn Leaves and and you're like like, is Nancy Reagan digging this (laughs) probably not Is Barbara Bush into this I doubt it yeah, but it's kind of like you can see it's the same spirit and I think about it as like two different eras because this is when I first became aware of not because of the White House yeah. but 1982 was Ride Polly at the time I first heard Spain and like yeah, was yeah. like oh my god I want to be like that. But you about so 1960 we, what, what was 60 68 Yeah, we're
0: talking about like the difference between now and ear food, buddy. I know. It's not that long ago.
1: <laughs> I know, but it feels like the '60s when I wasn't alive. I know, and then to the '80s I when know. I was I very know. alive, very, very
0: much alive. Well, we would Barely. be remiss uh, if we did not mention uh, Chicks Run with Miles Davis's late '60s, early '70s group made a, a flurry of records with Miles. Ever heard of him uh, <laughs> playing electric piano? Of course, and uh, you know, probably the most famous, if not the most famous, was Bitches Brew. And Bitches Brew is a record, actually, for me, Peter, th- that I was not. Uh, it was not one of my canon records.
1: It wasn't allowed in your household because it was, of the name? Actually, definitely, it <laughs> definitely
0: wasn't allowed in my household. But uh, no, it wasn't one that I... I mean, I heard, of course, like you, you listen to everything, but it wasn't one that I was playing on repeat when I was a teenager, yep. even though it's weird because it seems like a very much a thing you would <laughs> you know, smoke some weed and play as a teenager over and over again. I just never went through that phase. But the older I get, the more I've actually appreciated... Bitches Brew. I actually got to do a show here at Jazz St. Louis of all of the of Bitches Brew. We chose a selection of of the sketch I mean, they really are sketches that this band and Miles put together and chick is a huge part of this sound. Yeah. And so let's just listen to a little bit of Pharaoh's Jance from, from Bitches Brew. If you haven't really given Bitches Brew its fair shot, go give it a, a listen. Oh, it's a classic. Recently, you know.
1: And, you know, if you want to smoke up a little bit before. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Know, it's this kinda, is a, sorry, it's, it's family, a family show, family, family show. But it does help. It does help. If you want to smoke up some chord changes, check <laughs> out what you <chicken laughs> There playing.
0: you go. There you go. Well, if that's not a you'll hear it kind of track, that's I don't right. know what is. That's right. You're going to have to hear it. Yeah. Uh, what a what a amazing. First of all, can we just shout out to that edit there? There's that really famous edit in that in Pharaoh's Dance there where just all of a sudden the bottom drops out. I love it that they would just, back in the day, they would just leave like just gashes.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> you know, that wasn't right? a multi-track edit. That was yeah. just a... <laughs> It was a mono edit. <laughs> it was a good stuff. Laser blade.
0: So that's from 1970. That's from Bitches Brew. That's Pharaoh's dance. Uh, You're my birth, man. You're Year of, year of, Peter year of bitches
1: brews birth. You're my birth. That's
0: when Peter Martin came into the world. To that the track. jazz died. <laughs> no, not, not. actually, I I saw, <laughs> I, saw, I saw I was on a jazz cruise for. Uh, remember this cruise line, Crystal Cruises? They would do jazz cruises. Right. I was on. There was a lecture from a guy who said like. <laughs> And then Ornette Coleman came, and jazz went into its death Whoa. spiral. And I was like, come on, buddy. Ornette. Ornette, I mean, yeah.
1: I mean maybe Kenny G. I mean, there's some, You know, if you're going to get Bro. harsh, there's a lot of people you could say, but Dang, I was Ornette. like, that's too, that's too fancy, man. Right. Uh,
0: so, okay. So, from here, yes. Chick, obviously, uh, digging the roads. Yes. Uh forms his band Return to Fever. They make the album Return to Fever. And then they make one of my favorite chick albums and one of many people's favorites, Light as a Feather. Return okay. to, Return to Fever, the album's great. It's right. great. But Light as a Feather to me is another masterpiece album. Absolutely. Uh and that of course has probably his most famous original tune on it, which is Spain. Yes. And that's what we're gonna listen to. Let's do it next. Spain from light as a feather, yep, that is uh I mean that is now iconic, and you were you were saying that we were talking a little bit as that was playing, and you were saying you even prefer some of the later solo piano versions of that, which I agree i that this this is a tune that has evolved because it became yes. kind of a standard uh, you and yeah. I actually both talked about how we played this in our high school big band our That's high right. school jazz band this yeah. is, there must have been some kind of uh uh who is the dude mark someone arrangement going around in the eighties and nineties. Right, you know, yeah. right.
1: One of those yeah, the big band arrangers. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. was I mean, it was a good I, you know what it was probably um thinking back to it, that arrangement was really... Like, we'd listen to it now and be like, ah, you know, I want to hear Chick play. Yeah. But it's like one of those gateway drugs. It's one of those entry points. For sure.
0: A lot of kids fell in love with Chick Corea. You're right. So it
1: must have been, like, playable, because we had a good jazz, you know, high school jazz band, but, I mean, if it had been, like, a Chick Corea big band arrangement or, like, a professional level... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you can play it, and it's a difficult tune anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it has to be playable, but then when you can connect... I always figure, like a high school jazz band or an orchestra or anything in music in high school. Like if you if, if it's not if you're not having fun doing it the, I always blame like the, the band director or the high school, mm. um, orchestra director. Cause it's like, it's kind of like if you're playing basketball, I mean, if you're on the bench and you want to get in, that's one thing, but if you're playing, there's so much fun associated with it yeah. that anybody who takes the fun out of it, you know, like now trigonometry and, you know, AP physics, I don't know, but, and, I mean, that can be fun, but not for everybody. No, and we've been, you know,
0: since we've been talking so much about Chick all week and yeah. will I'm sure continue for the rest of the month, fun keeps coming up and Spain yes. is fun to play. yeah That's a great point. And, and actually, we're already at a place, too, if you think about it. Think about where we started, right, with the Mongo, Santa Maria, yeah. and uh, Chick's tune from Blue Mitchell. We're already in a place that's way different, way different Spain. Yeah. You know, the sounds are so different, and... There's still the sense of of childlike playfulness. We're not gonna be able
1: to get through all this. Just to let you know, I'm looking.
0: This is a great. We, regardless, we're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna touch we're gonna leave on all, all this bit. on here. Though. We're gonna touch on okay, a, a little are. bit of it. So next is uh, from my birth year, 1978.
1: Oh, what do you know about 78?
0: And there's a ton of records from the late 70s. Mad Hatter, Tap Step. Uh, I, there's one where he's in like a Matador. You know, man, what I mean? he
1: was so prolific. Oh like yeah, multiple, that's what I'm saying. Well, he had his own studio by then too. But this we he had Mad Hatter Studios. I
0: picked this one. I like the sound of this record. I don't know this record very well, but I I picked this one because, for me, as a kid who was born in 1978, <laughs> this has the greatest cover ever. I had Classic. these Smurf, yeah, these Smurf figurines. Like right. I had the whole set when I was a kid. I watched the cartoons. This is the one. This is from Friends. This is Friends. Dude, I don't know how we could have both because we're eight years apart, but I did too. And well, by the time it was, I was there. There was they came in the McDonald's Happy Meal. That's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I
1: remember that. But also. We still have Kelly Martin is a big figurine and a huge Smurf person. So had no so idea. Have to, do you still have your collection? No. Are we getting off topic here?
0: A little bit, but it's <laughs> relevant. Go check out the cover to *Chick Corea's Friends*. You'll see what we're talking about. These Absolutely. these figurines were dope, though. Yeah. This is from 1978's *Friends*. This is *Friends*. <laughs> That's Chick Corea's Friends from 1978, obviously. Yes. <laughs> that's 1978 written all over it. Uh, so much fun. Okay, so that's light and pretty and playful, of course, very Chick-like. Yes. Let's go on to something that is still very playful, but this is friggin' heavy. This is yes. his Three Quartets album. This is another one we might let play a little bit longer. This is, uh, this is intense, man. This is Michael Brecker, mm-hmm. Eddie Gomez, Steve Gadd. This is quartet number one from three quartets. Yes, check it out. Chick Michael Brecker, Eddie Gomez, Steve Gadd. Peter, it's weird. It's like uh, it's like Michael Brecker went in the time machine and somehow ripped off a bunch of saxophone players twenty years in the future because uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of players that sounded like that. I know. Not too long after that. That's weird.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, I know. I was just what a reminder of the huge outsized influence he had. My goodness. Um, from that point, Th- this was a great record. I forgot about this record. I'm I'm so glad that you put that on there. Three quartets. That's I remember great, when right. that came out, and it was that was that was a fun one. All right, so neither of us are are we're not. I, I would just say, can I just add, please, not my favorite piano sound for Chick on that. I know that it's not to the level or, of yeah. your disdain for the out of piano tune piano.
0: Well, that the whole late seventies, early eighties recording. I mean, the bass too is very you know mid rangey, which was the yeah. sound. It was amp heavy back yeah. then, but. I don't know, not my favorite either. But, but I mean, it
1: just—I mean, Chikara could transcend. You know, not only transcend. Like he loved, like just being—he was so great. Yeah, he loved being in the moment. He yeah. wasn't like, oh, I have to. I got like whatever. he's just like cool. I mean, in the outfits he wore at this time—he was yeah. in the moment. Come on, you
0: know. And you know what else is cool too? Like right around this time, everybody was like, you know what? We don't even need to record acoustically. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just go electric? Hello. it has got a match from Chick Corea's electric band, of course, Patatucci, Weckl. You know the crew.
1: I mean, this had to have been, you know, for a period here. And really, up, up, you know, still now when we were talking about, like, more influential, specifically on musicians. I mean, well-loved by oh, listeners, yeah, yeah. too. And that's the thing, Chick, like, he could... Man, he was so versatile. But, I mean, like, this band was just like... I mean, you talk about drummers copying and just geeking oh, yeah. out on Weckl. This is really, I think, when... Wasn't this about when Pat, Patitucci was first really starting to get noticed or it's, known? Of course. Yeah, yeah, Weckl,
0: too. This is what really yeah. made their names, you right. know, was this Chick Corea electric band. I mean, I, I remember... Drummers that I was friends with, bass players that I was friends with in high school had these, you know, on VHS tapes of yeah, the Electric yeah. Band. They were and super... posters of Dave
1: Weckel's setup that was just like, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: They had really... the they had the drum shoes. You know what I'm talking about? The special. <laughs> they were really just wrestling shoes. <laughs>
1: didn't Weckl have like some pant, like some pantalones with like um,
0: drum pantalones with like an extra stick holder yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah, you yeah. did. And
1: then like you know, like a little strap, like a little waist strap around the ankle or something. I think you, that's all
0: you <laughs> you made that up. But it does show just how versatile Chick was, man. This yeah. was as much part of his sound, and it still sounds like Chick as much as anything. We're gonna move on now to something completely different. This is actually something you hit me to. Yes, this is from uh, a Bud Powell tribute album. This mm. is with. Uh, Christian McBride was it Wallace Rooney Wallace Rooney
1: Christian McBride uh, Kenny Garrett and Roy Haynes man
0: okay let's check it out this is Bouncing with Bud these are all Bud Palatoons yep How does he do it, Peter? Somehow, like completely honoring Bud Powell, you can hear it, yeah, and still completely himself, completely yes. playful,
1: completely you know in control. Amazing, man. super modern, wow. and super just like fitting, fitting right into the tr- like like if you were a Chick fan, or maybe even not, and you just went and heard this, and you're like, wow, okay, I like that. Who's Bud Powell? I don't really know. Like this, could there be any kind of better entry point? Well, I guess seeing Bud Powell play, no, that, it, it, but it's seeing true. as there was no Bud Powell anymore, I mean, it's just. What a what a great uh, connection there, and I and I know that that was he was a big fan coming up, um, you know, and I guess listening to records, of yeah, Bud Powell. yeah. I don't know, I, maybe he heard him live. Who knows?
0: So this next one that we're going to listen go. to is Rendezvous in New York. This is one of the first ones that was like Chick was making new music that I was listening to that yeah. it was kind of like right in my wheelhouse. This is. Him with a bunch of different people. Yeah, I love this version. All duos, right? All duos. This is a great version, and I think he just like kind of set up shop at the Blue Note. Yeah, and people would come through. Yeah, you know, this is him and Bobby McFerrin doing Blue Monk. This is just masterful on both both accounts. Bobby McFerrin, yeah, man, living his life right there on stage with Chick Corea. Just we were we were just uh, talking about that. Chick would do these residencies there at the Blue Note. This one was a few months long, I believe. Yes, and people would just come out, and uh, that would be it. Yeah, uh, they would make whatever they would make, and just beautiful. We'll leave today, Peter Martin. This is um, ah, yeah, with his last really, uh, I think. And, and possibly best trio. Whoa. I'm going to
1: put that out there. I'm going to wow. put that. Sta- well, it gets overlooked. That's Adam Manis. That's not me no, no, saying No, no, that. no, 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 <laughs> no. I think every trio he had was equally great. You are such a politician. <laughs> no, this is- uh,
0: this Vote is, for Pedro. <laughs> this is with Christian McBride. I mean, we're looking at a giant picture of Christian that, McBride. It's hard not to- Don't to, get nervous. <laughs> I'm not nervous. No, this is a great trio. Christian McBride and Brian Blade. First of all, no, I. you know how
1: I'm such a Brian Blade fan. I know he's your-
0: your friend, and you guys are tight. But Wait, no,
1: but for, you know what it is for me with this trio? I would say musically, you're absolutely right. And as much as much as much to do, of course, with Chicory and kind of been like everything leading up to this, as it were, because it turned out to be his final performances yeah. last year. But you know, they were on tour with this trio. I know. And I remember like uh, texting with Christian. Uh, the, when, when all the lockdown happened, they were in Europe and we were supposed to go to Spain and we were going to see them like a couple of days later. I'm about to get on the plane, like go out to Lambert International Airport. Is it international? Well, it used to be international. <laughs> <laughs> to, to fly. You know, that TWA hub. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was flying internationally. I'm sure I was going somewhere first, but... And then they're like, flights canceled, tours canceled, everything's locked yeah, 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 down. This yeah, is yeah. the beginning of the COVID. And so they were like, had just played their last, what turned out to be the last gig, got stuck there a couple days, and then eventually had to fly back. Man. But that was like, I believe that was Chick's last, it was for sure his last touring, because there hasn't been anything, sure. you know. You know what I like about
0: this trio? This is with Christian McBride and Brian Blade, is that when I think of Chick, I think of this incredible mix of playfulness, sophistication, and earthiness. And I think about those things with Christian and Brian too. Christian yeah. has this amazing sophistication, you know. He knows every every record ever right. made, it seemingly, you yeah. know, to us, and uh, has has kind of came even when he was young and on the scene. And you knew him when he was a teenager, and he yeah. was already like a fully developed person, yeah. you know, as yeah. a player. And then Brian Blade has this real earthiness, yeah. you know, where he's he just feels so organic and natural. And I think they just helped to shade those parts of Chick's personality. And of of course, all three are just amazing artists that I I, I can't say enough about this trio, these two recordings they made. We're going to go out here with Joe Henderson's Serenity is the tune. And it's this trio from Trilogy Part Two.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Chick. Thank you, Chick. Rest in peace. And thank you for the artistry, for the humanity, for all just the life lessons, the music lessons, and for your musical legacy. And Mm. thank you guys for listening and just... You know, we—it's kind of a collective thank you uh, to Chick for for we're gonna have for hundreds, thousands, forever his yeah. music.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here's Serenity.